0: Us on this Friday afternoon, Lori and Julia here on My Talk 107.1. We're streaming at MyTalk107.1.com. We're also on the My Talk app. Julia's taking a little time off. Stephanie Hanson is filling in for Julia. Lori
1: is here, and uh, we got a lot of stuff to get to today. We really do. We have a lot of good things to report, and the first thing to report is that uh, negotiators for the city of Minneapolis have agreed with the state to ban police chokeholds. In the wake of George Floyd's death. And, I mean, this comes, whatever it is. Not a minute too soon. But, I mean, like, it's going to be enforceable and court will require any officer, regardless of tenure or rank, to immediately report the use of any neck restraint or chokehold from the scene to their commander. Something, you know, I mean, like, that's fast. For how fast? Very fast. Things haven't moved, mm-hmm. so I think that's that's They've like, been recommending this. Activists have been recommending this for, for a, a long, long time. time. So that that is amazing. And so look at that, George Floyd. You are you really? What's that little girl say? My, My daddy is going to change the world. That's right. So I mean, but there is a lot of kind of news. I will just share this. I think I love Emily Larson, Julia's, um, you know fellow hall of famer from highland you know they were (laughs) inducted in the same class she's the mayor of duluth emily and um she just is a great woman she's a great she's a great mayor and she sent julia a thank you card after that uh in you know ceremony (laughs) and it just it said julia you are wonderful we were like, we almost fell out of our chairs. Oh, that's nice. Isn't that? Not, and the mayor, like her, who, you know, you'd think you'd be busy. Anyway, she just said, as as uh, you're going to tell us about these COVID restrictions that uh-huh. are being lifted. She just writes, as the murder of George Floyd becomes further back each day on the calendar, a reminder, we don't return to normal. We start again and we work and sweat and listen and act to build it better with fairness, justice, change, compassion, and love. Oh, Emily.
2: That's a lot. Um, they're, I'm on a uh, Ely board, mm-hmm. and they're having a um, prayer or a peaceful walk Good this Saturday. I mean, that's amazing. People are, I would say 50% of the people are excited about it. The other 50% are scared. Oh, you're kidding. me! <laughs> no, just because, yeah. you know, they don't
1: like, who's going to come and what's yeah. going to happen? And I understand the... It'll be wonderful. Yeah. It'll be wonderful. Look around at all these protests. They have been now, for the most part, you know, on the protesting set very peaceful. In every 50 state, yes. all 50
2: states, they yeah. protested, which is, I just think that's remarkable. When was the last time all 50 states
1: did anything? Never. Never. Not, ever, not ever. Maybe since 1968, you you know, Vietnam. Even stuff. then, Even then that I don't it know. It might not have been yeah. every state. All right. So let's get, because I know there was, uh, some breaking news there this was. afternoon from Governor Walls and we're going to let you give the report. Stephanie. I will.
2: We are moving the dial to on um, Stay Safe Minnesota. The dial is being moved to level 3 as it were, and this is going to allow out of home um opportunities to increase and I'll go through the list here I for love that you. you call them out of home, well, yeah. you know. So, you gatherings of 25 people or less are mm-hmm. now appropriate, mm-hmm. moved up from 10. Uh places of worship are allowed to continue at 50% of their capacity. Bars and restaurants are allowed to have in dining ah! inside at 50% of their capacity. Wow. A surprising one is. We just in- say
1: that one again <laughs> because bars and restaurants, restaurants can they-
2: open at fifty okay. percent capacity, with a maximum of two hundred and fifty. You can have two hundred and fifty inside, and you can also have two hundred and fifty outside if you can accommodate that, or your licensing allows right. that. Um, so yeah, that's a big deal. Also, indoor entertainment slash recreation, things like bowling alley, things like music clubs, things like movie theaters. Whoa. Up to 250 people inside.
1: Oh, my gosh.
2: Um, Or or 50% capacity. Is it? Wait, what was that? Oh, 25% capacity or 50, per, or excuse me, 25% capacity or 250 people. Okay. Um, uh, outdoor, like, uh, music in the park type things, up to 250 people. Not quite sure how you would police that in a park, but there you go.
1: Well, you, I guess you could put up a stage at places and you could sell 250 tickets. To, One thing yeah. that is still... Well, as John Bream... He's coming on at 4.30.
2: Yeah. One thing that is still required from a restaurant perspective is the reservation capabilities. Yeah. They still want that contract tra- or contact tracing. mm
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, Another interesting thing. And then that, the
1: movie theaters, will that, that be like 50% capacity? Uh, up to
2: 250. Uh, oh. 250 appears to be the largest gathering number.
1: Yeah. But I mean, at a big like AMC theater, that was it would still be fifty percent up okay. to two fifty. Got it. That's the part I was being blonde and missing.
2: Up to two fifty okay. in all of these indoor environments. All right. Um. Let's see. Gyms, which are new, twenty five percent capacity up to two fifty.
1: So we'll be registering for our classes. Yep. Oh, Linda, I can't wait to do your Pilates strength class again.
2: You will also be socially distanced in your class. So that could impact the amount of people you can get in some of these gym environments. But six feet space. Yeah. I also just thinking about the gym, like I don't think you'll be doing circuits, as it were, where you're moving from station to station. Nobody does
1: that anymore, do they? That's that's so (laughs) 10 years ago. They're still out there, are <laughs> they? Oh, yuck. I've always hated that just because of the whole touching. I think people are going to be it. in their
2: six-foot cube space mm-hmm. bubble mat, whatever your square is, and that's where you will be. Yeah. When are we dialing to Phase 3? June 10th, which is next Wednesday.
1: Oh, my gosh.
2: All right. Um, another interesting piece of news that came out today, and we have been seeing this around the country, is that the University of Minnesota... The president is recommending um, in person classes resume. Okay. So that will Good. be interesting. And I, don't you the think... one thing that has not been a. Okay. They still are requiring non essential businesses to stay socially distant. So your workplace, unless you are a critical business, will stay the same.
1: Okay. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Fine. That one seems weird to me.
2: Well, I think it has to do with the economy, right? You want to get the economy going. Right. If if you've been able to. No, but I
1: mean like having people come back into the office space, like you're going to restaurants and, you know, I I agree, Lori,
2: And I thought about that. But I think the goal is to really get some of the economics and the economy moving and see how that goes and then you can bring these non-essential workers that are already working from home and telecommuting back yeah. together. Yeah. I think they just okay. want to see. And I I I think we're going to sit here for a while would be my guess. Mm-hmm. I think it's possible we'll but, sit but here, the,
1: but that's okay. At least we It's something. It's something. It's, it's, something. Like, it's it really is, so I feel like they must be feeling good about what they're seeing with They're who,
2: feeling good about that the plateau has potentially occurred Mm -hmm. they're seeing declines Mm -hmm. today there was a spike what happens is they have a couple of days of decline in cases and then there's spikes the other thing they're able to do now is they have way increased capacity for testing okay and beds
1: for taking care of people that good news all around yeah good news all around both uh that news just for a lot of people and then the minneapolis uh you know banning the police chokeholds and having that accountability there, that's that's really incredible. So, all right, listen, when we come back, uh, we're going to talk to our buddy. I cannot Tony, wait. Tony Zaccardi, who uh, he, I signed him to my imaginary record label the first time I saw Romantica several, several, several years ago. And, but he's just a great guy, cover band. You know, he's got his appetite for Zacardi, the GNR band. And then he bought Palmer's a couple of He did, stuff. from and, our friend
2: Lisa Hammer, and Lisa and, and Keith.
1: He's basically gone viral with, um, you know, talking to the media. And I was just like, well, what about us over here? You know, so we're going to talk to him when we come back. <laughs> You're listening to Romantica, oh. St. Paul City Lights, which is about the Turf Club. Of course, Tony Zacardi. Oh. That is like a perfect song for all the news we have going on today. <laughs>
3: Is it something? It's perfect. Just a, a nice little nod to one of my favorite, favorite my very favorite venue to play and knowing that they suffered some damages just a, a bummer to me you know? yeah no Absolutely.
1: thank you for suggesting that thank you for being on i know you're you know you've gone viral tony as tony, they say you're like
2: a local celebrity now every time it's oh. stephanie hansen by the way yes. Every yes uh, hi how you doing every time we turn on the news your face is on it i love it and
1: you're just oh tony i mean tell us how the first cinderella spark if you will uh started with um you know i know i don't know if it was a week ago that you boarded up if it was wednesday morning or thursday morning
3: it was oh, thursday st- i okay. i went to i went down to uh, uh near, near lake in minnehaha where the third precinct did so it was like hook and ladder and i just wanted to see firsthand <clears throat> kind of the damage from that first day of of riot or of booting mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. uh and it was just heartbreaking and that's what i realized and i saw it like on gandhi Mah- gandhi mall cafe they had a uh you know a <clears throat> broken window and then a piece of wood over it that said minority owned and i was like well I, yeah interesting you know maybe I should probably board up today. And I did. I came down and a buddy of mine came that afternoon and we boarded the whole place up. And just as an afterthought, I put black-owned business on there. You know, not trying to be right. not trying to be weird or controversial. I was just like, well, if people, if they did it. It seemed like a really good idea. Um, not thinking any further about me. I don't read the comments, by the way. Right. <laughs> like, no, people are way deeper into it than I'm, you know. Um, but I just posted that photo. And then the next day, I as an email. And it, it just, it did. It went viral. It got, got shared a ton of times. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I had an email from Newsweek in my inbox at 8 o'clock the next morning, Friday. Oh, oh my and I was gosh. like, what? And uh, so a woman called me from London and uh, did an interview. And um, they wrote it as an essay piece. And then subsequently, uh, CNN called. I was there the next day. And right. CNN. And then I was on CNBC. I was with John King. Yeah, John um,
1: King. He's promised to come and have a drink with you at Palmer's the next he, time he's he in He
3: sure Palmer. did. <laughs> Anger from CNBC did as well. Um, but it's funny I, if you know if you notice in the background of the CNN interview, I had the I had a cardboard cutout of the Hams Bear. Yes, <laughs> <And> yes, <laughs> so, we did.
1: That's kind <laughs> of signature in Palmer's. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I put that up, <laughs> um, and then yeah, and then I, I did a, a follow up with Newsweek, uh, that, which was published today. And uh, holy cow, and. Um, there might be a another little Newsweek surprise next week, but yeah. I can't say. <laughs>
1: well, you know what? I, I guess what what for what really can never be discounted in this time of of cries about lamestream media or fake media. If Newsweek London doesn't see this, contact you. Make this story happen. A story of. You know, uh, positivity and 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 a beam of light, if you will. I mean, if you don't mm-hmm. have people that are going to do these kinds of stories, they don't spread. It doesn't get out, and so you know, I encourage people to you know pay the ten dollars a year to Newsweek, or you mm-hmm. know what I mean. It's like it mm-hmm. is that that kind of work. That's really important in getting these messages out. Tony, can I ask
2: you, I've never really like asked you a lot of Palmer's is at Cedar. It's a bar at Cedar Riverside. It has a long history. Well, you bought that bar from Keith uh, and Keith had passed Mm -hmm. away and bought it from Lisa. Tell the people that maybe haven't been to Palmer's or have driven by it. Palmer's is a really special place. Why did it appeal to you to buy it?
3: Well, it, you know, the opportunity I found out, uh, it was for sale and, you know, I had $300 in the bank <laughs> and, uh, and my friend Aaron Newman was like, why don't we, we should, we should all go together buy Palmers. I'm like, well, I'm not stupid. I don't want to buy a bar with six people, right. but then I couldn't get the idea out of my head. Like, oh my God, I was a bartender for 19 years at Grumpy's and, uh, mm-hmm. and I couldn't let the idea go. And one of my customers happens to, he works for a company called MEDA, M-E-D-A, and they yeah. give money to people that look like me to buy businesses and, uh. Uh, my dream came true, and, and and Palmer's. It is a very special bar. It's it's a it's a notorious dive bar. It's it's got a assorted history, mm-hmm. sure. And, and a lot of people, a lot of people, you drive by it all the time when you get off the freeway, and are, you know, maybe too scared to come in or don't know. But it's really just a, it's just a bar. Yeah, yeah A lot it of, kind of walk in and oh, it's just a bar. The big old huge patio, <laughs> and uh, and uh, it's it's a neat special place. It's you know for you know decades this place has been feeding people on Thanksgiving and Christmas mm-hmm. and uh and it was kind of it was a home for the down and outs and the waywards and but more so it's it's just a place where anyone can come as you are
2: Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
3: Dude, it could be a, a hip hop guy, a punk rock kid, a businesswoman who just got off, you know, wants to go somewhere different for happy hour. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of a neat place that, that, uh, there's not place not many places like it. It's you know, it's been here since 1906, so it's one of the oldest. Yeah, it's bar, amazing. Bars.
1: It's amazing. And then you're delighted the first time you go there, and if you make your way, and you're like, oh, it has a patio. Yeah,
3: <laughs> a nice it's patio. A, yeah, well, yeah. We, we did yeah we, we did some patio time. Um, it is really just a, it's just a bar. It's just like oh, yeah. cool, okay, it's yeah. not dangerous here. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. So um,
2: Tony, with the new uh, rules being loosened up for Stay Safe Minnesota, it sounds like you'll get to open up.
3: Yeah, I, well, June first, I could be open right now had, it, if I had my drillers. But I'm I'm actually so come to the delight of many people uh, as I'm actually redoing the bathrooms right now. <laughs> uh, <sorry>. Yay! <laughs> and, uh, and, <laughs> Everybody
1: likes a good they bathroom. Were, they were, that was too tiny. <laughs> it's
3: not, well. It's not going to be any bigger. Oh, okay, it's gonna, all be right. <laughs> it's it's going to smell better and look better. Oh, Tony, uh, that's okay. that's. Um, so when will you open? <laughs> Uh, I'm to open. I'm, I'm shooting for two weeks from now. That's kind of my. Okay. Argument if, if I can get this stuff done even sooner, yeah. Um, I'm like I'm going kind of full tilt today. I'm like, oh man, I need to order more patio furniture. I'm, I'm going to try and install a bar on the patio, which mm-hmm. I'm oh, getting cool. from the basement of a defunct bar, which I won't name. But yeah, but uh, so pretty exciting kind of kind of stuff. I'm just going to freshen it up, and oh. uh, you know, I just really want it to be. I was going to wait, because I want it to be. You know, as we're going starting to go out to bars and restaurants, right. you're going to see and observe like. What's this bar doing right? What's this bar doing wrong? I want to be on the list of like, oh yeah, I went there and I had a great positive. Well,
1: I mean, I T- safe when I was there. Tony, you have been representing um, Minneapolis, St. Paul so well. I just feel like you can be the unofficial spokesperson for Minnesota, <laughs> the state of Minnesota. Explore Minnesota, hire Tony, right. and uh, yep. no, seriously, you're you're you've just been wonderful. You're so upbeat and do you feel optimistic? About I mean I we, had, I, we had the big the change with the with the, the banning the police chokeholds and I really do you feel that way that you feel positive?
3: I do. I feel. I think. I think a lot of. I mean, not. I say. You know, I, I was quoted. You know, a lot of people. A lot of good is coming from something mm-hmm. very bad. Yeah. But um, I do think I am trying to be, remain very positive because and it's been amazing just to see the outpouring um, kind of in our community. People mm-hmm. trying to do anything they can to help. It's bringing you know brooms and dustpans. I was. I went to Meteor to get a hot dog yesterday, and they had a defunct or makeshift uh, a, a hardware store in their patio. Yeah, like a Home back. Depot. Wow. <laughs> yeah, they're just getting away buckets and plywood and that, tools. And
1: that's amazing. amazing. Well, we can't wait to have a, have a drink at Palmer's, and we're just, like, so um, just pleased and happy and proud of you.
3: Oh, thank you, Laurie. Thank you, Stephanie. I'm I'm what an what an amazing chance. I'll let you know if Obama gets back to me. By the way, yes, he that, he, he, I, he hasn't dm me back yet. But he's following
1: Tony on that. That's I like amazing. It. That's amazing. Tony Zaccardi from Palmer's Bar and also uh, bands, a great musician. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. That of course are the that's the great Staples Sisters with Mavis on lead singing. If you're ready. Come go with me.
2: Mavis Staples <laughs> is our national treasure. Oh,
1: so, and that, of course, is a song about, you know, uh, racism, prejudice. And yeah. I will just say again, when you're back to traveling and you go to Memphis, of course, you're going to go to Graceland. Of course, you're going to go to, uh, what the heck, Sun Studios, mm-hmm. but the other place and the Civil Rights Museum. But the other gem of jewel of a place to go museum wise is the Stax Museum. If you like R&B, soul, I gossip, do. It, that is an amazing, amazing little piece of uh, a museum. It's just crazy. Laura, something. you just
2: planned a four-day trip for me when
1: right. yeah, the Rona stops making sil- it so I mean, we can't travel. The Civil travel. Rights Museum is incredible because the Lorraine Motel, they had the presence of mind that, that's preserved. Right. You know, and uh, it's it's really incredible. And then there's there's some great places to eat right, right around yeah. there but uh, Casey and I did a 4-day Memphis trip and I when we were off to Graceland he's like how long do you think we're going to be here I said 6 hours <laughs> and he's like no way and I said way that there's that much to see Yeah and uh, they maybe 3 years ago or 2 years ago all the you know you had Graceland the house um, and it's kind of small, isn't it? Like yes, it's very much. It looks like I mean I don't know when it was built, but it was a you know it's on a big piece of property. With yeah, the, the iconic fence and stuff. But the way it's preserved in time is like how it he had it decorated like once a year from whenever he bought it in 1955 or something. But um, all the like the cars, the car museum, the clothes a Vegas thing. It was all in a strip mall across the street. And as each business would go out of business, Graceland would take over. And so like, it was just sort of all these little chop-a-block shops with stuff. And now they've built this basically amazing thing behind the strip mall. And all the cars are together with the story. Then another huge room with all the jumpsuits and, Elvis in a poster behind it and the story behind it. And then there's a, a whole um, 1968 special room. And then there's a movie. I mean, then the, and then there's a whole part of the music. Was museum. the
2: 1968 special where they recorded the suspicious minds um, live?
1: No, okay, no, 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 that's where he's sitting around in Las Vegas in the boxing ring, kind of. And oh, all the yeah. girls, okay. and then okay. he wears the black leather, leather. And he, the leather, and yeah, oh, all the fans. <laughs> <off a laughs> but then they've got the picture, you know, the Elvis and the red light, you know, to do selfies. And then they also have a room where it's basically kind of every huge musical, um, giant who has donated a piece of clothing or a whole outfit and then there's a story on the base of it you know that's big so everyone can read it. Joan Jett, Tom Jones, Dolly Parton with their story of how they discovered Elvis. Bruce Springsteen is there. I mean it's I I just can't. John Stamos narrates the tour inside Graceland. So you have the his beautiful uncle Jesse. Yeah. So anyway, just really, and then the, the Civil Rights Museum is is just amazing, and and it's incredible. And then to think that we haven't moved, you know, where we need to be, it would be a, another poignancy with now of twenty twenty being the year that maybe this is ever, we're gonna maybe we don't need to dump this year. Yeah, we can keep it. It's the year everything's going to change and change for the better. Yeah, maybe it'll end on a high note. That's what I mean. Yeah. So anyway, I thought that was a great staple uh, song, uh, staple singer song to play right now. And gosh, a lot of good things are happening as far as people having zero tolerance for people's racist or tone deaf or awful behavior. So here we go. West Virginia fire chief fired for wearing an all-life splatter shirt depicting cars running over protesters. Oh, that, my gosh. Wait, that was the chief? The chief of police. Fired. Wow. Okay, that's a big-time job. That'd be real bummer, but that was a real stupid thing that guy did. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Denver cop was fired for uh, putting up a Let's Start a Riot protest post on the night he was going out on duty. Okay, Okay. so he got fired. Uh, let's see, Rachel Griffith, just to go on the other end of it, uh, in the tone-deaf department, she posted uh, herself in her big ring getting a manicure. And, of course, you know, they were protesting. Um, she's Australian, and, but I, I don't know. I think she lives in L.A. now. But um, a lot of stuff has been happening in, in L.A. all week long. So yesterday she posted herself getting a manicure. With her ring, and now she's apologizing because she realized people are dying and people have died, and people are, you know. And she, and I think it was because she said, I know it's shallow, America's burning, people are dying, but it still seems easier on the soul to watch all this happening with beautiful nails. So maybe it was also the comment that she wrote. Uh, Okay. Can you believe Uh, that? I can. Yeah, actually. Shall I I know? America is burning. People are dying. Who could ever come up with saying that out loud and writing? (laughs) Yeah, Rachel Griffiths. I mean, the internet was just lit up in shock. So it wasn't that she just showed her manicure. It was that she is now apologizing for being tone deaf, um, more than tone deaf. having a day. That's more than tone-deaf, though, you guys. Don't you think? That's just dumb. She's like 50, let me give you her age, 51. I'm not sure how the age factors into it, or she should know better. Well, I know. I guess I just think that that seems like something that would come out of, like, you know, an anxious moment in a 13-year-old's diary. (laughs) You know? Right. It, 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 It seems so dramatic such a dramatic statement to tie, you know what I mean? It's the drama. And then Corrine, uh, uh, is it Reutfeld? She's the old uh, Vogue, French Vogue. Yeah, close enough. And CR. Anyway, she, uh, she's apologized because yesterday she was so uh, tone deaf and dumb. She um, she had posted an Instagram photo of... Um, with this let's see yeah she's a longtime editor of vogue paris and she's current editor of cr fashion break She, fashion book she can make or break fashion careers in europe so she posted a f- photo of herself embracing the sudanese uh, model anok anok yai and um anyway she basically what did she say about her um oh um She's not a black woman. She's my friend, is what Kareen posted. I mean, like a woman couldn't just be both. <laughs> I mean, it's you know. Uh, I wish that no code would go. She's uh, she's not not white. She's not my friend. <laughs> I I mean, okay. So when you read what she writes, do you have it there, Holly? Well, I don't don't have what she actually wrote. I do have because that is down, but what I do have is her apology. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but basically, Miss You, Anoka is not a black woman. She is my friend. So, Diet Prada is the one um, that called her out first because they basically pointed out to Green before the murder. Of George Floyd, you'd never posted about a black woman before. Do not use her skin to make you feel better about the casual everyday racism you participate in. This is deeply offensive. I mean, people are called I mean yeah. this is I this gives me this gives me hope and happiness. But it's good. It is. It's good. You so know? she's apologized and then Emily Radakowski's husband has had to apologize because Emily, who normally just treats us to her butt and her edge her and
2: her breasts. She does and, have amazing breasts.
1: Amazing, but this is what she's known for, okay? So this is her thing, you know, her um, body. That's what she uses Insta for. It. But she decided to participate in Blackout Tuesday. And then I nobody yelled at her about anything, but on Wednesday, um, she posted on Instagram you know, about nationwide um, racial unrest. She just wrote, you know, like, feels so useless. And it was kind of, wah, 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 me? <laughs> okay. And so BET's style director, Dan Daniel Prescott, replied, actually, Emily, I have an idea. You could start by talking to your husband, a white man who has used repeatedly in my presence, presence the N-word. So much so that another black friend was so disgusted, she left the party where he said it. And I know another black woman who had the exact same experience with your husband. She said, maybe you've never seen the behavior before. Because let's face it, she didn't know this guy very long before they got married. Mm -hmm. I would like you to ask him what he can do differently. And then he, his name is uh, Bear bear mcleod sebastian sebastian bear Bear mcleod McLeod. and he was a producer on uncut gems that's a good name yeah isn't it he apologized and he said i use a word i used a word casually like it was mine to use it's not it never was and never will be so so this is a grown-up man in his 30s who's been using it but that is the kind of casual racism that's around and if you hear anybody say it, you call, on, call them on it. Well, and as, someone who, now, has,
2: as someone who ugh. has had dumb stuff on social media, and I speak to myself. You do? Yeah. You know, I've said stuff that I'm like, oh, I'm not proud of that. that. That's not who I am. That's not who I want
1: to represent. But he was like on the regular using that in his vernacular to try and seem like he's some kind of what I... I I, I I want us
2: all, though, because you're right. I'm not going to defend the guy.
1: No, but I mean, I don't know anyone who is even my age that uses that word. I mean, I was taught like that word because I had a very racist grandfather. And my mom told me, I mean, like when I was four, she said, your grandfather is an awful man when it comes to race. And he uses words that we will never use. I think, though, that like, okay, you know, and I'm like, why does he say bad words? And she just said he's an awful man. (laughs) I think
2: what I have learned is if you have the level of trust with somebody that you can be vulnerable and say to them, you know what, this this is not cool. This is not right. Please think about how you're framing. But this. you
1: wouldn't say talk like that. to somebody who use the n word in front of you? Would you? I no, would be all no, over. No,
2: but I'm I'm not like speaking specifically to just race, but just dumb stuff that you but say not, or dumb we're stuff being you retweet. Specific
1: about the n word because I think it you is, can't say that. It is more prevalent and dropped in conversations than people might. People have put up with, and I'm talking to white people. Yeah, I they would know be, somebody a family. I'm not get. There's no. You can't brook any... You can't brook it. You can't have it. You have to just call it. And I can't believe that you would be some sensitive person about that that no go right you'd say hello no i would say that yeah but i
2: but i don't know anybody that uses that word casually i I guess i'm just speaking to the dumb stuff
1: no we're not people do on social
2: media and when you see something say something if you have that level of vulnerability and trust with the person because you will open their mind
1: but i don't know any i mean you know like if i ever heard anybody say that word and i haven't
0: pretty sure that's jlo and ps the person behind all of this is chris jenner llc we drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends
3: blinded by the item listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the blinded by the item youtube channel
1: for that i mean that is just but there's never... other words too right oh yeah yeah but that one just that one and probably the f word not the one that ends with K, but the one with t that's like a cigarette a slang you know that word okay Mm -hmm. All right. I'd be I would call that out right away.
2: There was um, uh, a list that someone was tweeting about the 10 racist things that we say that we don't really realize are racist. Yeah, Um, One of them being and I got called on this years ago uh, talking about uh, something feeling like you were ripped off and saying you were gypped.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And about
2: 12 years ago, a friend of mine said, You know, that is really not okay to say. Right. That That refers to gypsies and gypsies in Romania and they've been persecuted. I was like, Wow, okay.
1: Yeah. So sometimes you learn from your friends. Yes, that is true. All right. Listen, when we come back, um, what are we going to talk about? Oh, kind of a juicy story Gabriel Union. not backing down on going, uh, suing NBC and America's Got Talent. And uh, we'll be right back with that story. Okay. Off of Prince's musicology uh, album, he worked with Cornell West on that.
2: Did we go to that concert together where we got the, the musicology? Yeah, because you got the DVD or the CD when you went to the concert.
1: Yes, we did. Yeah. Yes, we That's... did. That was at the, um, Excel.
2: You always make me go to good concerts. Oh, Rolling Stones, George Michael, oh, yeah. you're in charge of all of my I, concert going.
1: Thank you, Stephanie. <laughs> 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 thank you so much. So, but Dear Master Man, if you look at the lyrics to that, I mean, that is uh, it basically civil rights legislation hasn't changed people's mind. You know, it's just a really great, great song. Great. You ju- don't you miss Prince? Oh, so much. <laughs> so yeah. So much. So much. Um, Okay, so uh, this story about Gabriel Union, we really have been following this since, you know, we found out, Holly, whenever that was. That was like in the fall. In the fall, like last November or something about the America's Got Talent, which... um, now with all this going on i'm not going to watch that show i'm glad i got to watch the guy last week who sang but i'm not going to watch that show i'm not going to give them my eyeballs not that i ever even really though did. sofia vergara no, is I now no. joined the show no I she's watched, entertaining yeah i know no i'm not going to watch it NBC has a problem they have a big problem and gabriel union has filed a wrongful termination suit against a bunch of Because of course, it's not only NBC; it's Fremantle, Simon Cowell's company. It's a bunch of uh, different people. So we'll let—I think this is from G or uh, GMA—is reporting on this. Today Show did not have a report on this.
0: This morning, actress Gabrielle Union is taking on NBC Universal, Simon Cowell, and the production companies behind America's Got Talent. Union filing a discrimination complaint with the state of California on Thursday, six months after being let go from her role as a judge on the hit show. The actress alleges she was terminated for refusing to stay silent about what she calls toxic culture, including racist jokes and performances, sexual orientation discrimination, and excessive focus on Email judges appearances on the program. She also claims she was told her hair was too black for audiences. The complaint filed with the Department of Fair Employment and Housing raises new allegations against NBC Entertainment Chairman Paul Telegde saying he threatened Union through a call to her agent saying that Union had better cease from pursuing her claims and be careful of who she called a racist.
1: Oh, Uh, yeah. This is the head of NBC Entertainment. She's like, you know, and I listen, I'm on Team Gabrielle Union on this the whole way. And then Dwayne Wade, her husband, um, basically is sharing a story. And I mean, it is shocking to think that, you know, they Simon Cowell, they let him smoke. Because it's a beyond shocking, actually. Yeah, I mean it's California. There are beaches where you can't smoke outside. That's right, and, and, and you'll get a, a fine and a ticket and everything else. And coming off of all of the Today Show stuff with Matt Lauer but this and is all out the Now LA and America's Got Talent is a production. You know, there's a lot of room for bad behavior, is what we're finding out. And she's severely allergic. But really, when she first came out and Said, you know, I was unfair. You know, it was unfair what happened to me. It was her hair was one of the things she just, you know, had several instances of where they were like, you know, the audience doesn't, they can't keep up with you if you change your hair every week. I mean, can you imagine? Well,
2: yes, I can imagine because I also can imagine when you work in TV and they tell you you need to lose twenty pounds and yeah, you know, it's. But, Not great. But
1: like Heidi was fixing her hair in different ways. True, she, true. And she wasn't being told that. True. Okay. So, anyway, so her husband, Dwayne Wade, I mean, it sounds like NBC took something right out of a, a page of the Scientology Guide to Intimidation Practices because. <laughs> Way to get
2: that one in there, Lori. <laughs> he,
1: he said, um, uh, so he is basically said that. Um, that people that people were watching their house in cars and he said after NBC oh, wow. decided to open up their own investigation through a third party into Gabriel's allegations their house became a target for people watching them and that everyone in their family started being followed That's straight out of Scientology. And that is scary. Yeah, and she said, when these negotiations started, my house started being watched and my family started being followed. My daughter couldn't even go to swim class without us being trailed by people. Well, you all have the answers and you still don't want to listen. And um, Gabrielle's attorney, um, when she informed NBC of racially offensive conduct during the taping of America's Got Talent, they did not stand with her And what they are now say they're outraged with racism, and these guys have filed this civil action through, um, you know, the California. You got to because before you can civilly sue somebody, you have to go through the Department of Fair Employment and Housing. And the thing that got Gabrielle and Dwayne Union, the reason why they are committing to the money for, you know, and the time and the harassment on this is that a when the third party said, "Oh no, NBC didn't do anything wrong." But when NBC Entertainment said we stand with our black employees, colleagues, partners, and creators in outrage at acts of racism, Black Lives Matter, boom, they filed the lawsuit. It was that Instagram. huh? They're just like, oh, no, you don't. Because, you know, this yeah. This takes time, money, and energy. And people are probably advising to let it go, let it go. But that Instagram. So, well, anyway, she's got some good morals. It. Yeah, I know. So anyway, all right, we'll be back.
0: Now through December 12th, Dunkin' Rewards members can snag a medium holiday signature latte for $3. Join Dunkin' Rewards on the app today and start saving and stacking your points for free Dunkin'. Think of it as the gift that keeps on giving. America runs on Dunkin'. Limit one per member per day. Exclusions, additional charges and terms may apply. Participation may vary. Limited time offer.
2: At the Home Depot, we have the tools for you to give the gift of a smarter home with savings on top brands